0: thinks her daughter has the flu, just one of the viruses overwhelming doctors. We never had such an amount of people getting sick at the same time. Shane Hare is just one of many parents panicking over a run on children's pain relief medicine at drugstores. There's nothing on the shelf. It's just so ridiculous how difficult it's been just to get children's Tylenol. If you see some Tylenol and profile you better grab it. Is there any end in sight? No, we don't know. It is a shortage, it's a national shortage. It's not just our pharmacy. All right, welcome back. Happy New Year. Well, I guess they say New Year, new me. Well, in the case of America, not so much. New Year, same old thing. We got shortages on the shelf. This is not the America I grew up in. I'm sure it's certainly not the America you grew up in. Hopefully at some point we'll turn a tide and this will not be the America that our children grow up in because that would be sad in itself. I hope everybody had a wonderful New Year's Eve. I hope you didn't party too hard. I don't really ever do anything on New Year's Eve, to be honest with you. I'm not uh, the big party guy. I like to stay at home and just relax. Actually, me and my wife usually watch the, um, they used to do on, I forget what channel it was, when we had cable, they'd run a marathon of the Twilight Zone, the old 60s. Uh, black and white one, which, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. You know, the new horror movies, they try so hard to scare you and they jump scare you and whatnot, but there was something about those 60s Twilight Zone episodes that they really did a good job. They were kind of creepy. You know, they, you didn't have to have all the. Uh, blood and guts and gore, you didn't have to have any of the cursing and the nudity that people have to feel like they got to put in every horror movie from the 80s and on. Um, You didn't have to have any of that. There was just a creepy factor to it that it just, it was pretty fantastic. (laughs) That's probably the closest thing to horror that I'll actually watch. Um, But we usually do that Since I cut cable years ago now, it's been a while, Uh, we try to find it wherever we can or if on one of the apps that we have, yeah, we can get it, we'll binge watch that, which we did. We found it and we were able to watch at least like four or five different episodes, which was cool. I would normally do fireworks. We've just been, um, the house has been under the weather, as you already know. It's been difficult, so I didn't get a chance to go by the fireworks shop to pick up fireworks. I don't think it would have mattered much anyways, since everybody was, uh, so spent from being sick in the house, kids are passing out. I got my, my littlest one, like six o'clock in the afternoon. He's trying to tell us he's tired and we're like, no, that's not happening because we're not getting up at you at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that, that ain't happening. You need to stay up till at least like eight, nine o'clock and then you're more, we'll be more than happy to comply and put you to bed. Uh, but they were passed out. It was, uh. Me and my wife and my uh, eldest boy and then my daughter and uh, gave my wife a kiss. We said Happy New Year's to the kids and that's about how our New Year's usually runs. We don't usually do a whole lot. I'm not big on being out on the road with all the crazies and, you know, people coming home and you have responsible people and you have irresponsible people and the ones I worry about are the irresponsible people and I don't really want to be sharing the streetways with them. So for me, it has always been best to just hang out at the house. That being said, (laughs) let's get to it. Uh, I would say last year was probably not a good year for big tech companies. Big tech companies didn't do as well as they probably would have hoped to. They lost quite a bit of money and the people that own them lost quite a bit of money. Elon Musk is going to be included in that. I'm going to go down a list of who lost what and what they're still worth. Because it's not like you should have any pity on them, but... They're losing for a variety of reasons. Um, some is directly politics. Others is the market. And we just have our economies just in such bad shape. They're losing a lot of their money through the market. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll go over them anyways. Uh, last year, probably your biggest loser, and uh, he's definitely a loser, is Mark Zuckerberg. He lost $81 billion oh man you know I gotta tell you uh, I would say I'd venture to say most people that listen to the sound of my voice and probably most any other program really um, you're an average what what is considered blue class working American yeah you're a, so to lose 81 billion we can't understand uh, I would imagine for us that would be probably the equivalent of losing. I don't know 81,000 in your savings account or in your in your retirement account where you're just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, there there goes there goes at least a year of my retirement. Now I got to figure out how to make that back up. But 81 billion dollars. Now, Zuckerberg is still worth quite a bit of money. It's not like you got to shed any tears over him, but he's only holding strong at about 45 billion, you know? So, I mean, he's he's lost quite a bit uh, and Rightfully so. Facebook, with all the shenanigans they did, again, I said some were politically driven and some weren't. Well, this is one that politics is a big part of. People saw what they did, didn't like the way that they behaved. People didn't like that they were suppressing free speech and ultimately uh, chose not to use the platform. He also dumped a heck of a lot of money um, into that metaverse or whatever he was going to do, which the technology doesn't really exist for that yet. And it didn't take off the way he had envisioned. So Zuckerberg is not doing real well. Again, not, you're not going to shed a tear for him. He's still worth $45 billion. Uh, I mean, $45 billion, yeah, in the article, it did say that that's more than the GDP of Iceland. So, I mean, <laughs> he's still worth more than a country's entire uh, uh, dollar figures throughout the year. One tech giant that continues to make money is uh, Zhang what is it, uh, Yiming, and he's the founder of TikTok, and he has the parent company, ByteDance, because people just, uh, TikTok is like a way of life right now. Yeah, it, what, what was it before TikTok? Vine? I think, or it may have been something even in between those two, but that's just a name that uh, familiar, you know, I'm not, I don't like social media platforms, so it's not like I would know every single one, but I think Vine was real big, um, but TikTok it just continues to grow. No matter how much you warn Americans right now that they are stealing your information and they're going to be using your information, uh, people just don't care, which uh, kind of amazes me, but I, I, to a degree, I understand because that is the world that you live in and a lot of people on TikTok, I mean, that is their social media presence and also that you get a lot of people there, a lot of influencers there. That that is their main source of income. I mean, that's that's where they make all their money at. So they're not going to just give it up just because people say, "Hey, this or that may be happening." I guess they protect themselves a little better, or as much as they can, and they roll the dice and don't worry about it. Uh, but he did do he did well as opposed to most everybody else. Um, the Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison he lost sixteen billion this year. Uh, but still retained his spot as seventh richest person in the world. So like I said, you these are, you don't have to cry for any of these people, but he lost $16 billion. Similarly, Michael Dell of Dell Technologies saw a uh, net drop worth around $7 billion, allowing him to remain just ahead of Zuckerberg on the list of the top 25 wealthiest people in the world. Elon Musk, who lost $132 billion in his net worth this year and has lost his title of world's wealthiest person, Uh, His current net worth, of course, is still (laughs) massive at a staggering $139 billion. So uh, you can see why he is unafraid and willing to expose the truth and do whatever it is he needs to do because there's not a whole lot you can do. That guy can go toe-to-toe with you as long as it takes and probably outlast you if he needs to uh, financially. Uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos lost $84.1 billion this year. His sales uh, or shares, excuse me, plunged uh, around 50%. Yeah, and Amazon is, that's one that's going to be uh, probably hurt for a couple of reasons. I would say Amazon did, definitely took a hit politically because you remember they did the hit job on, um, oh God, Parlor. Uh, I almost forgot the name there did a hit job on parlor where they shut down the servers on him and parlor they basically ganged up on parlor because parlor was gaining some steam and um people didn't like that that move politically they jumped way too deep into the political realm there he's always been a lefty that's not a big surprise and you know he's going to lean that way but be, he really showed himself Uh, when he did that and what Amazon's all about. So you lost a a pretty good portion of your base there. And then, you know, the second part of that is going to be the economy reopening. You know, he made a lot of his money when everything was shut down because of COVID because everybody had to order everything online to get it to your house. Most people weren't going to stores and and depending on where you lived in the country, you really weren't going to stores for a extended period of time, a, a very long period of time, really a couple of years. Um, so, he's making money hand over fist. People are getting groceries delivered. People are getting products delivered to the house. Well, once everything opened back up, people do as our nature is, which is you're, you You want to go out there. You want to browse. You want to see the items, feel the items, try the items on because I don't know about you, but I've ordered plenty of things online, um, being a larger man, that get to the house. And I don't know what country they say that that shirt is that size in, but it's certainly not in the United States because I put it on and it's like I'm wearing a medium. Yeah. You know, The size I ordered should not be fitting me like that. But, uh, people want to go out and, and test their clothes on and uh, be comfortable and you feel and test out what you like and what you buy. So I think that's another reason he probably lost, um, uh, quite a bit of his money, but, Still, again, he retains a huge fortune. He's still worth $108 billion after everything's all said and done. So, I mean, you can't feel too bad for the guy. He did lose almost half of his fortune, but at the, but at the same time, it's not like it put him on the breadline. Uh, co-founder of uh, Google, Larry Page and Surgery Brin saw similar losses. Page lost $44.6 leaving him with a net worth of $83.8 billion um, and uh, Bryn lost 43.4 billion leaving him with around 80 billion as well Bill Gates is one of the ones that lost and Google I would say that they lost again that that was for political shenanigans that that is gonna more or less be where they're getting hammered Bill Gates his losses are more market driven his is more economic losses uh, Bill Gates saw a loss of around 20. Almost twenty-nine billion dollars, leaving his net worth around one hundred and nine billion. His decline matched the decline in the S and P five hundred this year. So his losses were largely uh, tracked with a broad view of the overall market and in the gauge of the economy, um, which you know it's it's to be expected. Yeah, you you have to expect some of these people are going to lose a percentage of their. Uh, value and how much money they have just because the market has sucked all since Joe Biden took over. It's been uh, on a, a, it has been volatile. You've had moments where it has gone up, but the overall performance of the market, uh, last I checked, I mean, oh, year year to year, I think mine was down 24% or so. So you're not doing well. You know, uh, a healthy market, you're going anywhere between 7 and 10%. That's a healthy growth, and we're nowhere near that. Um, so, he's going to lose some money there. And um, uh, Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer saw similar losses. He lost around $20.2 billion this year, leaving him with a net worth of $85.5 billion. Similarly to Bill Gates, he lost that because the market uh, has pretty much sucked. Uh, Netflix. As a company, Netflix has lost a ridiculous amount of money now Netflix is losing money because you know woke empires will fall all right net Netflix lost more than 50 percent of their stock this year it plunged more than 50 percent wiping out a staggering 136 billion dollars in market value their shares dropped I think it was 50.6 percent if I uh, remember reading correctly Uh, and that's huge, and that one is obviously directly political because if you watch Netflix, <laughs> it's not hard. I mean, it ain't hard to see. Netflix, the shows that are on there, they have some decent shows, I'm sure. I don't watch most any new thing that they put out. I got to be real careful what I watch. I, I just get turned off. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to see anything political. If I put something on... And, um, yeah. the, the first hint of something stupid, the first hint of anything political, first hint of any of the woke crap that they want to inject into movies, the first little hint it, and, that, and that could be the only hint in the whole movie. It could be a, a two second scene. And that's what I saw in the first five minutes. It's off. I'm done. I'm not watching any more of it. Uh, I, Cause I just not going to support it. So I don't really watch too much of it. Um, but I'm sure, I, from from what I hear and from what I understand from other people that do watch them and the jokes that they tell me, like it's just ridiculous. It's so awkward and obvious what they're doing. Uh, they're they're basically getting what they deserve. You know, Netflix Netflix was amazing back in the day. I mean, the, the guy that thought it was a great idea to just burn a ton of CD, uh, DVD, movies, and ship them out to you and you, once you send one back, you get it. you know, you get another one and do a monthly subscription. In the beginning, I thought to myself, how could they make any money on that? There's no way these discs aren't getting scratched by people and whatnot. Like it's, it's insane. How could you be making any money on this? Mail it to your house, mail it back out, prepaid envelopes. Uh, but it did, it took off. I, I knew a guy that invested in it originally when it was, God, I don't I don't remember what the shares were back then. I want to say the shares were about eight bucks a share, and he put a lot of money into it because in his mind he's like, "No, I'm telling you, bud, I'm telling you, this is the future, man. I'm, I'm telling you." I wish I would listen to him because uh, he he hit hard. I don't know what he's doing with it now. I haven't talked to him in you know, quite a few years, but uh, he probably made some good cash on it, and, and then uh, sold. Uh, hopefully, he sold it before all the everything's crashing down on him. It was a great idea, yeah, and it it did well for a while, um, but I guess all like all good things have to come to an end at some point. Stop with their woke garbage. Maybe they can bring it back. Who knows? BlackRock. I haven't talked about BlackRock in a while, and uh, saw some uh, interesting updates on BlackRock in 2022. Republican-led states have done a great job um, removing billions upon billions of state funding uh, from investing in BlackRock due to the asset managers forced climate change ESG nonsense that they are forcing on all investors. Um, It's not just BlackRock. They're also doing it to a lot of banks, but the states that have uh, divested from them, Florida, Louisiana, Arizona, Utah, South Carolina, Missouri, and Arkansas, they divested all their funds. Now, they have divested billions of dollars. However, BlackRock handles around $8 trillion in assets. So it seems like it's insignificant, but we are getting the desired result. I mean, and that's most important uh, to just quick, just quick, just in case it's the first time anybody's listening, if you've never heard of BlackRock, um, what they are doing with ESG is forcing people to Use this ESG model. They're trying to, by the year 2050, go to a net zero carbon or sooner. They say 2050, but they're pushing harder than that. They are not willing to work with people or threatening to pull their investments from people if you're not complying, if you're not turning in um, statements on how you're going to achieve net zero, if you're not continually working in that direction. If basically you don't turn your back on fossil fuel, then they don't really want to do business with you. Well, that's that's not the way this is supposed to work. And as a country, we shouldn't be using an investment uh, firm that is working against us because fossil fuel is the lifeblood of this economy. And it's going to be that way for quite some time. That's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, you know, we had the whole nuclear fusion thing that popped up. You see that flared up real quick and then went away. <laughs> Wasn't real sure about it. If they actually achieved it, I'd like to see some real numbers. Like I said before, if it's actually been achieved, uh, I'm all on board. That it would be the most sustainable, cleanest and abundant source of energy we could ever ask for. That's the dream. And that way. There will be no worrying about uh, heating and cooling. There'll be no worrying about anything. You got it. The electric's there for it. So that was kind of a blip there, and uh, I haven't heard nothing nothing else nothing else beyond that, any really big updates beyond that. Hopefully it will get to where it needs to get to, but that's besides the point. BlackRock wants you to only use energy that they want to invest into, and what the, the problem is is they're having you use your money And they're investing it for you into failing technology. Solar, unless something really uh, revolutionary changes for it in the course of the next few years. BlackRock says it's 10 years out. But unless something really changes for solar or wind or anything, these are failing technologies. So they are investing your money in bad investments. So you're going to lose in the long run. Uh, they don't care because it's more about a social agenda and a political agenda than it is about your money. You have states that are suing them because they're um, because of their fiduciary responsibility. Uh, they're failing to to meet that by telling you to invest in something that's unsecure and potentially gonna uh, not have any return on it. You're not looking out for the best interest of the investor. So. BlackRock is is the leader in this, and they it, they've been very bad with uh, everything. And BlackRock, I mean, it's not you thinking, oh well, it's just an investment firm. If you don't know who they are, yeah, they're an investment firm that holds the money to probably the bank that you use right now, okay? Wells Fargo, <laughs> uh, Bank of America, Chase Bank. Uh, yeah, if you use any of your those big banks, yeah, yeah they they got your money over there. So. Just know that you're participating that maybe unknowingly and unwillingly, and you should find yourself a little mom and pop local bank that invests the money back into the community and doesn't actually use BlackRock. But let me get back to where we were going with this. So, in January, Moore from West Virginia barred BlackRock from managing the state's operational funds, which were about $8 billion. He also banned five major banks from doing business with West Virginia after saying that the banks were boycotting fossil fuel companies in order to advance a green agenda and formed a 15-state coalition uh, which represents over $600 billion in assets that vowed to stop dealing with the banks that impose boycotts on oil, gas, coal, and coal producers. He says they're trying to push this left-wing Oh, that was coming out bad agenda through our capital markets and financial sector, because they can't accomplish these goals at the ballot box. And of course they can't because people are not as stupid as they think we are. Uh, Florida chief financial officer, Jimmy Petronas announced on December 1st, the state will divest $2 billion from BlackRock by the end of 2022. And uh, from the most recent update that i looked at, they have done so here in the state of Florida um, he said because the firm is engaging in environmental, social, and corporate governance, which is your ESG score. Um, instead of using state money to fund its social engineering project uh, pro- projects, uh, instead of maximizing returns on investments, which is what we just talked about. So we have pulled that money out of there. Republican South Carolina State Treasurer Curtis. Loftus began, he pulled out $200 million from BlackRock on October 10th and continues to do more. Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder said on October October 5th that he would divest $794 million from the company by the end of 2022. U.S. Tre- uh, Utah Treasurer Marlo Oaks also removed $100 billion from their fund. Republican uh, Arkansas State Treasurer Dennis Milligan, or yeah, it's Milligan, I was going to say Mulligan, but there's no you. Mulligan pulled $125 million from the funds in May. And Arizona State Treasurer Kimberly Yee on December 8th said that her state had removed $543 million worth of pension funds from BlackRock's control throughout 2022. Yee stated that the asset manager was not acting in the financial interests of the state as it is pushing wokeism, and her in Arizona ain't having that. So she pulled her money out. As well, uh, Missouri pension system—they took out five hundred million dollars out of BlackRock. I, I mean, and it's continually going this way. You also have nineteen states that are suing them, like I said, for their uh, fiduciary responsibilities that they're not being responsible with investors' money. BlackRock more or less said that we're not forcing anybody; we're just suggesting this is a direction that they're that you go in. But that's not true. They obviously are forcing people's hands because they're sending you letters to explain to them when you invest with them and you have a uh, any type of uh, substantial amount of money with them, they want you to submit to them currently a plan on how you plan to achieve uh, a certain percentage reduction uh, in your carbon output to them to see if they will continue to do business with you. So that, they're forcing your hand. They're, they're telling you how you're going to run your business, basically. You're not going to use fossil fuel. You're going to get to that net zero. That's the way that we're all going. The reason I say this is getting its desired result is BlackRock has been backing off and backpedaling in statements because of all the pressure they're getting. They're being exposed So by people like myself. Glenn Beck has been huge. Glenn Beck's been all over BlackRock. You have so many actually big names that are all over the BlackRock scandal. And now you have so many states involved. They're getting a lot of negative attention that they did not want before. Before they were doing this freely and, and very quietly. Nobody knew what was happening. And they were able to you know go in the direction that they want to go into unchallenged. Now that everybody knows, they have to be more careful. And it's getting more serious because lawsuits are starting And they are backing off and you're, you will see they have been more and more quiet. Now they did say in their 2023 company, um, on company letterhead, let's put it that way, that they're going to continue down the path that they've been going down. That's about it. Beyond that, they've been very quiet. They're not being vocal anymore. They've been more on defense than offense because of everything that we've been doing. So what we're doing is working. It's working by exposing them and where it hurts them is I know that people think, well, I mean, somebody that manages $8 trillion, you guys pulled out how much 4 trillion, 5 trillion, or 4 billion, $5 billion out from their investment group. You got to remember like Disney, like, like Netflix, One thing, they can say whatever they want to say. They can tell you whatever, they can feed you whatever they want to feed you. But at the end of the day, here it is. Money makes the world go round. And these people don't have the power that they have right now if they don't have money. So if you keep exposing them and people keep pulling away from them and they are losing and losing and losing money, there comes a point where they have to slam on the brakes and try to correct course. Because... If they go out of business, then they really have no say in this. Then they're completely—it's game over. You're out of the game. So to stay in the game, you got to play the game, which means that you're going to have to back off. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to tell all the uh, globalists that are telling you how to run your company that yeah, you got to hold on. We got to back off this because it, we're getting hammered. It's not, and this is not going to happen. It's not sustainable. We're going to go out of business, and then we cannot. Continue on with your cause, because it is going to be the globalist cause. Um, because money makes the world go round. It's just, it's really comes down to that. It's that simple. So, as everybody's starting to feel the squeeze, because they're all being exposed, you're going to see they all start pumping the brakes, and they all start getting real quiet. Now we're on top of them. Now we're watching. So, what they want to try to do, if they're smart is they want to lay low, they want to let the heat get off of them, they want to get the eyes off them, let people start to pass by, and then they can start poking again. And then they can start moving forward with their agenda again. Right now they're in a phase of we need to keep our head down, we got to stay quiet, stay out of everything right now, stop all the programs, put them on pause for the short term, and just let this pass by and then we'll get back on it. That's what you're going to start seeing. So we are getting a desired effect by what we're doing, but we just can't let off the gas. We can't let them have any wiggle room. We can't let them breathe. We just got to stay on them. We got to stay all over them. You can't just can't give them a moment where they think that, okay, the smoke's cleared. Now we're good to go. No, the smoke's never going to (laughs) clear. We we just got to keep throwing smoke bombs in there night and day and day and night so that they cannot get back on track to a point where they will actually give up and say, hey, we just can't go this direction. You know we're just going to get back to the basics and do what we do here, and that's it. So we are. I think we are moving in a positive direction, and we are starting to win. Um, It's not really a win. I mean, it's it's survival. I I can't even say it's winning. The survival of the country depends on it being a free nation. These people are trying to strip freedom away, so it's it's survival. If we want this country to survive, if we want to survive, then. We have to, on all accounts, do our part to make sure that we do. If you want to just say, hey, it is what it is, and I'm tired of the fight and everything, and just go whatever direction they're going to take in, eh, cool, man, but you're going to lose your freedom in the (laughs) the meantime. I don't think too many people listening to this program are going in that direction. I think we're all pretty much there for the long haul because we look at ourselves in the mirror, we look at all the kids around us, we look at the older people that we take care of, and we just say to ourselves, uh, nah, it's not gonna happen. Not on my watch. It's my turn to stand up, and we're gonna do what we gotta do. All right. Well, it's January second. I mean, it's just that fast. Uh, twenty twenty three. Yeah, we made it through another year. So God bless. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, start me out this year with a uh, five star and and write something nice for me, especially on uh, on Apple. It always helps people find me. Uh, if you'd like to check out anything else I do, go to my website, littlejoecc.com. If you want to contact me, you go to the contact section there. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. I know the week just started. Everybody's back. Hopefully not too many people are still feeling the pinch from being hungover from uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow.